traveling the world searching for equestrians of all breeds. The journey starts now on the International Equine Network. Welcome, equestrians. This is Scott Miller coming to you live from Delray Beach, Florida, on the International Equine Report. Uh, we got a lot of good things to talk to you about today. Uh, we got a call-in number that you can call, 323-744-4831, and uh, we'll talk Breeders' Cup in Belmont. So just give us a call whenever you get a chance, uh, you know, to see what all is going on. Got a lot of things going on in the, in the horse world today. Uh, pretty much this show is going to be focused on the thoroughbred industry uh, because the Breeders' Cup will be coming up here, uh, you know, this fall. we got the Belmont coming up. And uh, a lot of things that uh, we've been talking about over the year, um, you know, it's kind of leading up to this. Um, one of the things that we talked about was how they get there, the 2023 Kentucky Derby and Triple Crown. And it was interesting to see how everybody got to where they were going uh, this year on the Triple Crown. Um, a lot of the races this year uh, eliminated uh, probably 80% of the horses, 90% of the horses that were running. Um, it was interesting to see how they kind of fell by the wayside. Um, a lot of the races out west uh, only had a f- five, six, seven horses um, in fields and, and kind of had a light road to go, but um, eventually it proved to um, knock them out of, you know, a lot of the major races coming up. Um, of course, we always have a 20-horse field for the Derby, and of those 20 horses left in from the Derby, a handful went on to the Preakness. And then, um, you know, even fewer have gone on to the Belmont. And uh, we really don't know how big the Belmont field is going to be uh, coming up on the 11th, a uh, week from this Saturday. Uh, it's it's going to be kind of um, a light, I would say. You, you might see a five, six, seven-horse field at the most in there. Um, we have uh, Todd Pletcher's got uh, a couple of horses that he's pointing for the Derby. Uh, Modonigal is one of them, and the other one is Nest. And um, it's, it's going to be an interesting, she's a filly, to see, you know, how, how that goes, uh, you know, with that. Um, you know, it, it's a whole different ball game when you're talking about the Belmont. You're looking at a mile and a half. You're looking at different training. Um, you know, it's, it's easy to put speed into a horse, but it's hard, hard to put distance into a horse. So, you know, um, uh, you didn't see those in, uh uh, around on the Preakness, and that, I think that was because of, uh, you know, that you're trying to convert them over to getting a mile and a half uh, for the Belmont on June 11th. And so that's going to be interesting to see what happens. And like I said, it's going to be a small field, very, very small field. Um, most of the horses that will be in there have run in the Derby. Uh, you know, you might have three or four, you know, of the seven, five, six, seven that will be in there. And also, it's a whole different thing. And it's like we were saying, how you get there. You know, uh, trainers always constantly have to be putting up different, um, uh, you know, different training methods, different uh, ways to get there. And there's no one right, right way to do it. And because if there were, we'd all be winning, winning races, you know, right and left. And so long story short is that we'll see real strike um, uh, for the win the derby. He'll be there. He put in his last work for the Derby this week, or for the Belmont this week, and he's at Belmont. And uh, we'll see how he adjusts to the weather, the weather, the conditions, you know, the track. Uh, now there's a lot There's a lot he's going to have to adjust to. And he's going to really be out of, the, out, of his, um, out of his zone, you might say, uh, when you start talking about Belmont. Uh, different track, uh, different conditions, weather conditions, um, bigger track, longer stretch. Uh, there's just so many things there that he's going to have to contend with. Um, the rider uh, is a good rider. Uh, he'll be able to adapt. You know, it's where the horse will be able to adapt, uh, you know, to, to that. Um, Belmont's a whole different ball game. It's a whole different animal. Um, it'll, be, it'll be a good crowd there, uh, you know, on the 11th. Uh, a good day of racing there to, uh, for all the fans to go see. Uh it's just, uh, it's great. You know, it's kind of ended up, you know, it ends up the Triple Crown. And unfortunately, this year, there was not a lot of hoopla going into into the Triple Crown. Not a, not a lot at all. And that's what was interesting to see, 
you know, you build up for the derby, and then you have, all of a sudden you have a, a long shot, the longest shot on the board, uh, longest shot, you know, I think in history, maybe second longest shot, comes up and wins, and the hoopla's there, 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 there. And then you go into the Preakness, and not a lot of the horses that were in the uh, Derby go to the Preakness. They kind of held out. And uh, now it's, now you know, it's the Belmont. And so the the, the hoopla, the aura uh, of the excitement uh, of the Belmont is still there, but it's not like it is when you got a, you know, potential triple crown winner. Uh, the news of media just kind of, um, dropped off a real strike as soon as he, you know, won the uh, won the Derby, and unfortunately that does happen because um, you know is it, it was he a one start wonder? Uh, you know, is the question everybody asks. What can he do now next? So the hype will be building in Elmont this week. Um, we'll see what happens. We'll see what the post uh, position draw will be like next week, and that makes it that this really makes a big difference. This really makes a big difference in the Belmont. And I've argued and talked myself blue in the face to people over the years about why I think it is a big difference in the post position at Belmont. 99 and 9% of the people you talk to say the Belmont post position is no problem. That's what everybody says. Said it's no problem because it's a mile and a half. It gets you time to get adjusted. There's a lot of things that it gives you time to do. But this is my opinion. My opinion is is that when you break from the gate at Belmont, you know, you've got a mile and a half to get yourself to the finish line. All kinds of scenarios can pop up in front of you. But the thing that gets me is the horses like Real Strike, for example. When he sees that and hears that gate open and sees the horses go, he's going to get involved. The adrenaline starts moving. He starts running. He starts chasing. Uh, can they settle him in? Can they, can they, uh, you know, uh, get him off the lead? Um, I don't think they can. I think this horse is, is a horse that's going to um, be in the hunt. I think he's going to go out front and he's going to run as far as he can, as fast as he can, for as long as he can. It's my own opinion. I think that's what's going to happen with him. He's going to be a hard horse to rate in the Belmont. Very difficult, especially if he gets up there and he hooks anybody. And, and let's say, for example, uh, we got a seven-horse field, and um, he gets the three-hole or the four-hole. Got horses inside him and horses outside him. They break, they go to the lead. He's going to go with them. So it's going to be an interesting, you know, scenario to see, uh, you know, how he handles that. It's going to be tough, you know. I think a lot of the riders know that, and it puts a, a good position for Nest and Modonigal. Uh, they're closers. Uh, they are closers, and they'll come running down that, um, um, you know, stretch with authority. Uh, there's two or three other horses that could be in there, and, and if they are, it's going to make a difference. But it's all in the break. It's all in the break. you got to have a good jock, and, and you got to be able to rate a horse. So we're going to see what happens with that. And everything. So Belmont Week's going along. Uh, Real Strike's already at Belmont. He's kind of settling in, seeing what's going on. All the other horses, you know, are there to see what's going on. And, and a lot of them are home based out of there. So, you know, it's going to be good for them. But, and, and, you know, it'll be, it'll be a good Belmont. Uh, the hoopla that'll be there, I think, will come up uh, sometime next week, Wednesday or Thursday of next week. And, you know, it'll get in and, and it's in uh, true fashion. Uh, the New York people uh, will not uh, disappoint. Uh, it'll be a great day of racing. A lot of things to do there. Uh, they got the um, the Elmont has the uh, Belmont Parade is going to be back up uh, this year, so that'll be good. They get a lot of floats and they get a lot of people and they get a lot of things to that. So that'll be good. So that's one one of the things that we're looking for forward to. Uh, Naira does a great job with everything they do. When it comes to racing, uh, either in Aqueduct, Belmont, you know, or Saratoga, and so that's going to be interesting. So we're literally at the end of the Triple Crown. Uh, it was a great year. Um, a lot of uh, um, uh, good things happened this year. Um, the tracks all like it's the Arkansas Derby, Louisiana Derby, 
Santa Anita. Um, you know, they, they had all the uh, good races, big races, all the prep races that led up to the Derby and brought people, uh, you know, into the track. So the attendance was up, purse money was good. So everybody, you know, just really uh, kind of enjoyed everything they were doing. So that was it. That's how they get there, the 2022 uh, Kentucky Derby and Triple Crown. Uh, it's almost all over with another 10 days, and, and you know, it's going to be done, you know, with and everything. So now that leads us back to uh, uh, some other things that uh, we're doing now. Um, we're looking at the Breeders' Cup. Uh, the Breeders' Cup is going to be wicked this year. We've got horses from coming from all over the world that uh, will be uh, at the Breeders' Cup. It's going to be at Keeneland this year, um, which is really good. They've hosted it before, so they know what it's all about. They know how to get it, how to get it there. So that and we're excited about that, and uh, see what's going to happen you know, with it, and then uh, you know uh, kind of go from there. But one of the things that um, they've started now is the Breeders' Cup. Um, has a, a new uh, thing. Well, it's not new. They, they've been doing it, you know, for a while. Uh, but uh, it's called When and You're In Schedule. Uh, it's about the Breeders' Cup Challenge When and You're In Series. Uh, the Breeders' Cup has kind of uh, uh, made things uh, more, uh, trying to entice more horses from uh, international and, and domestic here to get into the Breeders' Cup. Um, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, how they do it. They started this challenge, uh, or this series, as they say. Uh, the 2022 Breeders' Cup Challenge Series is a true win in your end program. With races selected worldwide in every championship division, owning a Breeders' Cup nominated runner is more important than ever now. It says in 2022, any nominated horse that wins a challenge race will receive an automatic starting uh, position in the corresponding championship race, pre-entry and entry fees paid, a nominator award of $10,000 to the person nominating the foal or the horse. So right then and there, you're looking at making money already um, from nominating the horse into, into the Breeders' Cup. Uh, you're looking at getting pre-entry and entry fees paid, and, and that that's, that's a lot. You know, that says a lot to the owners and breeders. Uh, it takes a little bit of the cost off of them that they can put into the training, you know, on their horses. Um, all championship starters will travel uh, uh, award if based outside of Kentucky. So meaning they're going to get, they're going to get a travel stipend to come in, uh, into uh, Keeneland if they're outside of Lexington or outside of Kentucky. Um, it's a $10,000 for an American. And forty thousand for international. So, in other words, if you're let's say in Florida and you got a horse that um, you're winning, you're in, or you know you get in the Breeders' Cup, now you're going to get a ten thousand uh, dollar check from the Breeders' Cup to help offset those expenses, bringing you into um, you know into the Bre- uh, Breeders' Cup Challenge or at Kingland, and forty thousand for any horse from an international uh, winning your end. So, you know, now now it's going to be hard for bre- uh, breeders and owners uh, not to go uh, to the Breeders' Cup. Uh, you know, that, that's going to be really great, uh, you know, boost for the BC runners. Uh, breeders' Cup World Championship offers 14 championship divisions and $31 million in purses and awards for um, each year combined with the challenge benefits makes over $36 million in purses and awards available for the Breeders' Cup-nominated horses each year. $36 million. It's a lot of money to be, uh, you know, having dangling in front of you to get out there. So, uh, you know, and you're looking at four, 14 di- divisions, dividing $36 million up between 14 divisions, which is really good. It says, when in your end program rules, all 22, all, all 2,000, in 22 Breeders' Cup win and your end challenge series races will be run without Lasix. Very, very key. And another thing that we were talking about on how you get there is the decisions you and the trainer and the owner and the vet has to make. So, in other words, if you're going to run a horse without uh, Lasix, uh, you've got to go back to old school. Uh, you've got to take uh, uh, the training. 
Uh, you've got to put in long, long days and, and long weeks and long months. You've got to think about the race that you're going to run them in, uh, you know, prior to the Breeders' Cup. Uh, you got to think about all these things. You've got to really protect the horse's uh, lungs and, and the horse itself. And, you know, a lot of times it's very difficult to do without lacing. But now you got to go back to the old school method. You can't hurry up and get it done. And, and that's one of the things that I, I like about the no Lasics rules. You're getting a true 100% horse, uh, you know, that's drug free. So, uh, you know, that, that's one thing that I like, uh, to see, uh, you know, with, uh, with all these horses. All graded stakes points for the purpose of the selection committee, um, by committee, uh, into Breeders' Cup races will only be awarded for graded races that are contested, medication-free, including the, uh, the uh, prohibiting LASIKs within 24 hours of the race. So, in other words, they'll go back and look at your horse's race record, see if he did run on LASIKs or if he didn't, and if he did, you know, the 24-hour rule, uh, you know, prior to the race and then afterwards. So uh, there's going to be a lot of people trying to, uh, you know, trying to skirt around that and run on Lasix right up until the Breeders' Cup. And then, you know, hopefully, you know, you can get through without your horse bleeding. So uh, that, that's going to be uh, something interesting to see. Um, because basically what the Breeders' Cup is doing is wanting to get a, a medication-free racing, you know, here for the horses, and that's one way that, that they can do it. Uh, the rules should govern the winning and your end program in connection with running of the challenge races and the participation of challenge race winners uh, in the championships. All benefits, rewards earned from the winning Breeders' Cup challenge race are only awarded to Breeders' Cup nominated horses and are in uh, compliance with the um, BCL rules and regulations. Uh, so, uh, you know, they're all on the same page, but maybe, you know, like in a different series from the challenge and, and into the uh, uh, things that, the, you know, we're looking at here, uh, the winning you're in and the challenge series. Challenge series, I really like it. It's going to be something that's uh, going good this year, I think. So, you know, the Breeders' Cup is trying to do everything to get uh, people to, uh, you know, race, uh, you know, uh, in the Breeders' Cup. Uh, you know, make that journey from all over the world trying to get get here is what they're trying to do. Uh, and so it's going to be, uh, you know, a good thing to see. Now, as far as Breeders' Cup Day is concerned, uh, you need to start planning it now. Um, how, how, to, how to get, the, get there to Lexington, uh, you've got a, quite a few uh, different ways to go, uh, as we all know. Um, if you want to fly into Lexington, uh, to Cincinnati or to Louisville. You can fly into Lexington and Bluegrass Airport. It's 1.6 miles from Kingland. Uh, it's at 4000 Terminal Drive, Lexington, Kentucky. And uh, you can call 859-425-3100 uh, to get any information about flying into uh, Bluegrass Field. Uh, there. Then we have um, yeah, Louisville International Airport. Uh, it's 70.7 miles um, from Kingland. It's at 600 Terminal Drive, Louisville, Kentucky. You can call 502-367-4636. Now, that's in Louisville, Kentucky, and it's 70 miles away. And to be honest with you, that might be a good place to uh, get your hotel at. Uh, it's not a bad drive. It takes you a little over an hour to get from uh, from uh, downtown Louisville to uh, Keeneland Racetrack. And uh, it's a nice little drive, uh, a lot of good restaurants along the way. Gives you time to relax, you know, on your way back to your hotel. And the traffic might not be as bad in Lexington on Breeders' Cup Day. I mean, in Louisville on Breeders' Cup Day as it would be in Lexington. But uh, that, you know, that's up to you. And then uh, you got to look at the center, uh, Cincinnati International Airport. It's 84 miles from uh, Keeneland. It's on um, uh, 2939 uh, Terminal Drive at Hebron, Kentucky. Uh, 859-767-3151. And the interesting part about that is, is, uh, it's actually in Kentucky. It's across the river in Kentucky and it's just a straight interstate, uh, drive, you know, right up to, uh, uh, to Lexington. It's really easy to get, uh, get to. Uh, so that, that's one thing that we look at, uh, you know, whenever you're traveling somewhere, you got to get all these things 
free plan. You just can't wing it on the day of the uh, of the races. Uh, you know, you got to pr- uh, schedule out, pre-plan it out, like we've talked all year long about running a barn or, you know, training or doing whatever you're doing. Um, you got to have a schedule. You got to have a plan, and, and things like this you can plan uh, many days in advance, months in advance, you know, to get there. You know, uh, Kingdom Kingdom Race. Uh, Track is located in Lexington, Kentucky. It's 6.4 miles east of downtown Lexington. Uh, the racetrack property is located just off of Sales Road. Please note that parking at Keelan would be limited to those with official prepaid parking credentials. Um, just remember now, uh, you have to uh, contact uh, the Breeders' Cup at www.breederscup.com um, to uh, find out about, uh, uh, you know, those prepaid passes. Or you can um, actually call, uh, you know, Keeneland itself to find out, uh, you know, what they what they have there. Uh, go to www.keeneland.com and, and they'll tell you about the prepaid parking credentials. Um, it says um, without official parking credentials, um, if you don't have them, you'll be turned away at the gate and directed to park and ride location. Additional parking information will be released soon. Um, the physical address. Is uh, G- for GPS is 4201 for Sales Road, Lexington, Kentucky, 40510. And uh, you just go to there, and that'll tell you how to get, um, you know, your GPS there. And if you go to our website, uh, you can go down and t- to uh, on our website where we have, uh, you know, information on how to get anywhere you want to go, um, you know, in the horse business or anywhere. Uh, you can go to, go to our website and you can, uh, you know, check that out and see what all we have there and how to get there. And on our website, we're going to be having more and more um, information. Uh, we're adding two new sections to uh, the website uh, today. Uh, one is strictly for Breeders' Cup information in the Breeders' Cup website. You just make one click and that'll take you to uh, wherever you need to uh, answer any question that you need to know. And that's presented by uh, the Breeders' Cup. Um, uh, racing uh, that we will be doing here. And then we'll go to uh, the Breeders' Cup uh, when and you're in and the challenge races. Um, you click on it there and you will be able to see the uh, Breeders' Cup uh, when and you're in and challenge races that we have um, that will be um, live races every week. And so we'll go get ready to go over those here in just a few minutes on, on those races leading up to uh, to the Breeders' Cup. Uh, we'll get ready to go with those here in just a minute. And, and uh, so that, that's going to be interesting. And again, you know, like we said, you go to intv.org and that you don't have to go anywhere else after that. Uh, you know, you can, you'll be able to go to MapQuest and uh, get all your directions from anywhere in the world where you're at on how to get to Lexington. And uh, you, uh, it has hotels on kayak, uh, you name it. So we have it right on our website. So all you got to do is click on to uh, the appropriate site, um, you know, put uh, Lexington, Kentucky, and, and, it'll, and it will direct you right how to get there with hotels, gas, lodging, restaurants, uh, weather conditions on, on our uh, on our weather channel uh, site there. Uh, so, you know, you, you don't have to leave our website. and You can get everything done. We even have uh, banking on there. Bank of America is a great company to uh, be banking with. And, uh, you know, you can click on there and you can find out uh, where an ATM is or, you know, where you can go to physically go to the bank in case you win a lot of money and need to deposit it. Uh, you know, so we're, we're trying to take care of everybody on everything. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see, you know, what happens, um, you know, with the Breeders' Cup. Now, as far as the races are concerned uh, that we were talking about, uh, the when and your ends uh, races. Uh, we had our last, we had our first one actually, uh, this, uh, past May 30th. Um, it was a win in your end. Uh, it was from Santa Anita Park. It was called the Shoemaker Mile Stakes. It was a grade one, uh, for three year olds and upward. A mile on the turf course, uh, which is, a, which is a nice turf course there. It was, the purse was 500,000 guaranteed. Uh, so, you know, we're sitting there looking at a nice race, 300000 to the winner, 100000 to second, 60000 to third. So, you know, it, uh, it, it's just far enough out, 
you know, from the Breeders' Cup that you can get your horse on a regular routine and schedule. And so that's what we're talking about now, and we're going to talk about a lot more races here over the next few months. And today we're going to give you a guideline of, you know, when they're coming up and how to watch them on here. Um, it, it was a, it was a good it was a good race. It was a gelding that won the race uh, called Count Again with Jose Ortiz or Ira Ortiz and Iron. Um, he, he was uh, working at Keeneland, and they flew him back out to uh, Santa Anita to run into into the race. Uh, it was a really good race. Um, Philip Diamato won uh, won the race. Uh, he was really excited about it. Um, he broke a step slow, trailed too wide into into the clubhouse turn. Then he moved up the rail, advanced uh, between the rivals uh, uh, through the first, uh, last turn, took aim on the too wide in the stretch, and then he uh, uh, ran off with the race. I, I would say he he ran off with it. You know, he, he went by three and a half lengths. And uh, that, that was count again. So that's our first win in your end uh, for the 2022 Breeders' Cup uh, one-mile turf at um, Lexington. That was the Shoemaker Mile uh, that they had. And so from uh, from this point on, um, the things that we'll be talking about, and we'll have on every week, every week we'll, we will have uh, this uh, on uh, no matter what day, no matter what track, no matter what country you're from, uh, you'll you'll be able to see the win in your end races live on intv.org uh, that we have here. Uh, Breeders' Cup announced May 24th, in, uh, the 2022 Breeders' Cup Challenge Series win in your end schedule uh, in 82 races in 11 countries. 82 races in 11 countries between now and the first or the fifth of uh, November. Uh, who's running will receive uh, automatic qualifying uh, positions and fees paid into the corresponding race in the 2022 Breeders' Cup World Championships. So, uh, again, uh, you know, we're talking about, uh, you know, a preset schedule to qualify to get you in to the Breeders' Cup like they have with the Derby. And this is becoming a real, real big um, uh, thing for the horse business. Uh, it started pretty much out with... Uh, you know, with the Derby having a point system to get into the Derby, which everybody is liking, and they're they're finding finally adjusting to it. And uh, let me tell you, it, it's a hard thing because uh, trainers, uh, no matter whether it's Breeders' Cup or you know whatever uh, race you're in, uh, the Derby, the Preakness, Belmont, you have to learn to point your horses towards it. It's something that um, you have to uh, do that months, months, and months in advance. Uh, you know, like you're doing for the Derby. What races are you going to run? Uh, you know, we got to qualify with points and, and go from there. And now it's the same thing with the Breeders' Cup. If you're going to the Breeders' Cup, you've got to pre-plan everything. And, and it's kind of tough to do because you just can't up and say, oh, I believe I'll run in the Breeders' Cup next week. Can't do that. Uh, horses around the globe will be qualifying through the Win in Your End program uh, for the 39th Breeders' Cup World Championships consisting of 14 Grade one races in purses and awards totaling $31 million. This year's championship will be held uh, November 4th and 5th at Keeneland in Lexington, Kentucky. Uh, the first United States Breeders' Cup Challenge Series races of the year will be May 30th with the Shoemaker Mile at Santa Anita. And that's what we just spoke about just now, uh, the Shoemaker Mile. So we're off and running uh, to qualify for the Breeders' Cup 2022. Uh, it started at Santa Anita Park. The Breeders' Cup Challenge Series now is, is in its 15th year. will be hosted at many of the world's premier racetracks uh, in, uh, in, in the United States as well as international. Uh, some of the countries that they'll be in are Argentina, Brazil, Canada, Chile, England, France, Ireland, Japan, Peru, South Africa, and the USA. Uh, so this goes to show you that there's going to be a wide variety of horses That'll be coming into the into this uh, into this series. Um, the 2022 series in the U.S. has been restructured into a regional qualifying program to balance out divisional competition across the country. Uh, in other words, what they're doing is they're trying to um, create um, races at, at different tracks in the Northeast, uh, the Southeast, the Midwest, out West, Canada, you know that that type of thing. 
in 11 of the 14 divisions, there will be one Breeders' Cup Challenge Series per region, identified as East, Midwest, West, and West. Uh, Breeders' Cup Challenges qualifying races in the Juvenile Turf and Juvenile Philly Division will be limited to two two races. Breeders' Cup will promote these regional rivalries on the road to the World Championships, which is good. Because now they're really going to be promoting the heck out of these things, getting a lot of television coverage, a lot of radio coverage, a lot of internet coverage. Uh, you know, they'll be get, getting through here. Uh, the exception uh, to the regional format will be the Longines Breeder Cup Classic Division, which will have six domestic races um, in this year uh, series. Uh, to complete the 2022 schedule, uh, we'll give that to you uh, here in just a little bit. Uh, so we're ex- excited to introduce the reconstruction regional format um, for the years uh, for this year's uh, domestic challenge series. Better to identify our top quali- qualifiers from each part of the country as they move on to the world championships," said um, uh, Dora De- Delegado, uh, Breeders' Cup Executive Vice President and uh, Chief of Racing Officer. And sorry about the name on that, but uh, I'm wound up today. <laughs> It's been an early, long day. Uh, the win and your end format has been placed in place since 2007 and provides a fast track to the World Championships through automatic selection into the free uh, entry fees. Um, these, all these races will be free of entry fees if you win, in which we just, uh, you know, we're going over this again. It says, we look forward to um, uh, working again with our racetrack partners in conducting the Challenge Series races uh, in in the world uh, this year. Last year, our last year, 40 Breeders' Cup Challenge winners uh, competed in the World Championships at Del Mar, including five, including five championship winners. Um, next go, $6 million. Longines Breeders' Cup Turf Classic, $4 million. Longines Breeders' Cup um, uh, Turf, turf one million, CC, $1 million. $1 million Philly division in there. Uh, so, you know, that, that's good money there. The Philly and Mare Sprint, Echo Zulu, $2 million uh, in the Net Jets. Breeders' Cup Juvenile uh, Phillies, uh, and Juvenile, and the Juvenile race also uh, was um, Cornish. Uh, it was a great horse, and, and uh, it, it was just unbelievable uh, the, way he, the way he ran. Uh, it was just unbelievable. As a part of the benefits to horsemen, Breeders' Cup has allocated $5,180,000 in entry fees for this year's Challenge Series. The Breeders' Cup will pay the entry fees and guarantee a starting position in corresponding championship races for all Challenge Series race winners. If not uh, already Breeders' Cup nominated, the Challenge winner must be nominated to the Breeders' Cup program by the championship's pre-entry deadline of October 24th to receive uh, his rewards. In other words, uh, what they're saying is if um, you didn't nominate your horse to the Breeders' Cup uh, racing uh, program and you decide uh, that you've got a horse that you think that can win or do good in a Breeders' Cup race, they give you the last chance opportunity on October 24th to um, do a pre-entry deadline. Um, so that, that will be interesting to see what happens. Um, the Shoemaker Mile winner um, gained a free starting position in the $2 million FanDuel Breeders' Cup Mile on a turf and will be designated as the Breeders' Cup Challenge Western representative in the World Championship. The August, the August 13th four-star Dave handicap at Saratoga Racecourse, um, well, uh, East, be determined the uh, Eastern Division. That's on August the 13th at Saratoga. Um, and the October 8th Coolmore Turf Mile at Keeneland will determine the Midwest uh, automatic qualifiers for the Mile Division on the turf. So in other words, you're saying that, um, you know, you've got so many uh, different areas that you could qualify from and that you could go to, you know, in this, you know, right there we're talking about, uh, um, you know, looking at uh, um, Santa Anita, the, the Western Division. Uh, we're looking at, uh, you know, Saratoga as the Eastern Division, and Midwest will be Keeneland. Uh, 
So, you know, these trainers can plan from where they want to go, uh, you know, north, south, east, west, you know, what have you, uh, you know, with that. And then um, one of the things that, um, you know, kind of uh, we don't think about here, we don't wait, wait until, you know, we usually wait in the springtime and summertime. Um, a lot of these uh, tracks uh, started here uh, with the winter and your end schedule, started back as late as, as early as late last year in December. And so we were looking at Argentina. Um, they had they had their first uh, win in your end um, race that was December 11th. South Africa uh, was January 8th. Um, they had the Paddock Stakes there. Um, South Africa again had another race that was called the Queen's Plate. Uh, that was on January 8th that, that they had. Uh, February 20th was the February Stakes, uh, the, the classic um, um, mile in Japan. Um, we came back. We had um, we had uh, May first. Uh, we had uh, Argentina had a, another stage race. Uh, May fifteenth, we had uh, the Victoria Mile in Japan. So you know, as, as you can see, they're kind of progressively getting towards more towards the Breeders' Cup. Chile on May 29th, um, they had um, uh, their race, uh, the Shoemaker Mile on the 30th uh, in June in Japan. Um, we have a race in Japan, uh, June 11th. Um, we have New York, the Metropolitan Handicap. Uh, in New York, we have the Jafor Stakes uh, on June 11th also. Uh, Ogden Phipps uh, in New York um, on June 11th. Uh, we have the Kingstan Stakes uh, from the United Kingdom on June 14th. Uh, the Queen Anne Stakes, June 14th in uh, United Kingdom. The Prince of Wales Stakes, uh, United Kingdom, that's on June 15th. And so you can see as we're going down the list here, you know, how how every week we're going to have, you know, a live race, uh, you know, that you can watch on INTV.org and see exactly what's going on and who's winning and can even keep kind of a list of, uh, you know, who's doing what. Uh, June 16th, the Norfolk Stakes, United Kingdom, Um We've got uh, uh, June 26th, we have the Grande Brazil from live from Brazil. Um, we have J- uh, Japan, the Kennan Stakes from Japan on the turf. Um, you know, so we're seeing a lot of these uh, horses, you know, that are that are solid and well, you know, well-versed in what they're going to be doing. Uh, from Peru, uh, we have uh, on June 26th, um, uh, Philly and Mares. Uh, Stephen Foster Stakes on July 2nd at, at Churchill Downs in Kentucky. Um, the Princess Rooney Invitational Stakes uh, on June 2nd or July 2nd at uh, in Florida at Gulfstream Park. Uh, we have um, from the United Kingdom with the King George, um, and we have the Queen Elizabeth Stakes uh, from the United Kingdom. Uh, we have the Haskell Stakes July 23rd uh, in New Jersey uh, that's coming up. Uh, so that that that's uh, uh, you know uh, right right up the alley for a lot of the people that live here in the states. Um, we have the Sussex Stakes in the United Kingdom, July 27th. The Bing Crosby was always a good race. Uh, that'll be um, uh, at uh, in California, Del Mar uh, this year. Uh, so that will be good. They have the Clemente Hirsch Stakes um, on um, August the sixth. Uh, at uh, Del Mar. Uh, Saratoga, we have on August the 6th, the Whitney Stakes. Uh, then we have uh, the Beverly D Stakes in Kentucky on August the 13th. Uh, that will be at Churchill Downs. We have the four-star Dave Handicap August 13th at uh, Saratoga. Uh, we have uh, the uh, August 14th, we have a mile uh, race uh, on the dirt um for, uh, in France, we have uh, the International Stakes Classic in the United Kingdom, uh, the Yorkshire Oaks in the United Kingdom on August 17th. Um, we have the North, the Nunthrop Stakes in the United Kingdom. Uh, we have uh, uh, in France, we have uh, um, a two-year-old race uh, going uh, uh, going a mile on the turf uh, coming up on August 21st. Uh, we have the Pat O'Brien coming up from Del Mar um, on the dirt on August 27th. 
the Sword Dancer Stakes at Saratoga, the Ballerina Handicap at Saratoga on the 28th, Del Mar, September 23rd, I mean, September 3rd, um, the Del Mar Handicap, Pacific uh, uh, Classic, you can produce a winner out of there in the, in the, in the Classic and the Breeders' Cup. Uh, that's always a real good race up there. We have um, the uh, Gold Cup at Saratoga on September 3rd, the Firebolt Stakes at Saratoga on September 3rd. Um, Del Mar has the Green Flash Handicap September 4th, uh, the Turf Cup at Kentucky Downs, um, and we're going to talk about Kentucky Downs here in just a minute, um, and the Turf, uh, three-year-olds and up, we have the Turf Sprint at Kentucky Downs, um, we have in Ireland, uh, we have the um, Matron Stakes in Ireland on September the 10th, September the 10th, we have the Irish Champion Stakes, um, we have the Champions Juvenile Stakes. Uh, we have the Flying Five Stakes, uh, all from Ireland on the 10th, the 10th and 11th um, so far. Um, then we have the, um, uh, the Flying Five Stakes in Ireland. We have the Montglaire uh, Stakes in Ireland. Sorry about the pronunciation of that. That's on September 17th. And then we get back here to the States. We go to the Awesome Again Stakes October 1st. Um, we're at Santa Anita. Belmont has the Pilgrim Stakes. Uh, those dates are to be announced. The Frisette Stakes will be announced. Then we go back to uh, France and Longchamp. We have uh, uh, a two-year-old stake race on the turf in France, October 2nd. Uh, again in France on October 2nd, a mile and a quarter for filling some mares on the turf. October uh, uh, 2nd, the big race, the Arc de Triomphe, a mile and a half for three-year-olds and up on the turf. Um, the uh, October 2nd, we have uh, the Juvenile Turf in France. We have um, October 2nd. Again in France, we have uh, the two-year-old Phillies Turf. Uh, then uh, October 7th, we have the Alcibiades uh, at uh, Keeneland, uh, the Phoenix Stakes at Keeneland, um, the Vosper Stakes in New York, uh, the Kentucky Futurity, uh, the Turf Mile, and the Kentucky Futurity. Starts off our uh, how they get there in the Kentucky Derby 2023. Uh, so you know uh, we're right down here to the, to the end of it, and then uh, we have um, Keenum the Thoroughbred Cub of America uh, on October 8th, the American Feral Stakes on October 8th at uh, Santa Anita, the Chan- uh, Chandelier Stakes at uh, Santa Anita October 8th, the Rodeo Drive Stakes at um, uh, Santa Anita. And then at Belmont, we have the, the Futurity, which they haven't announced that yet, uh, you know, what date those will be. So that pretty much gets us right down through up into, uh, you know, to the uh, the Breeders' Cup. Uh, a lot of things there. No, probably a lot of you didn't uh, get it. But the whole gist of that that segment was to let you know exactly how, how you know, they're getting there to the Breeders' Cup this year. And it's going to be – and it's a big difference. Uh, you know, now that they have this challenge, you know, winning your end in the challenge series, that's a big difference because it gives the trainers and owners a lot to think about, a lot of money to be made, not only in winning a Breeders' Cup race, but a lot of money to be made on the, on the road to get there. And it's not going to be an easy challenge. You're going to have to bring your best game um, to every one of the races that you run, you know, all over, all over the world. And it's going to be interesting to see, you know, who travels and who doesn't. Um, you know, a lot of times um, you get a horse that, well, I say we'll take with the Shoemaker Mile. You know that you're going to the Breeders' Cup. So you do what you need to do to get your horse in there. You're already in. you got a post position. So a, a post to have to run him, you know, in other big races, you know, big graded stake races to get there, you can kind of back off on your training a little bit and select and pick your spots accordingly you know you don't have to be to the wall training your horse and hoping that you get a win and you're in you know that that type of thing so that's good and, and that's what a lot of these trainers will do uh, as soon as they get in they just you know it's a sigh of relief and here we go we're going uh going to the breeders cup and let's get him there and be as kind to him as we can and, and do the right things for him and, and get him there so that's what i like about this series and the other thing that I like about it is that all these races are scattered all over the world, all over the United States, and you literally can be living in the New York area or 
you know, the Kentucky or Florida, California area, and you can literally, you know, go out and see one of these when and you're in uh, stake races. And, and you'll be seeing the schedule up, up on IENTV.org where the dates are coming up and, and you know, when, when they're coming on, uh, you know, when they're going to be raced and everything. And, and it's good to go to it. You can kind of plan out your uh, date of the races, something to look forward to, you know, kind of like an NCAA basketball tournament you know, that you're looking at, uh, you know, you can go out and, and kind of plan and see two or three of them, and then then even attend them in Lexington and, and everything. So that's what they're doing. But, see, that's what the Breeders' Cup's doing for the thoroughbred industry. They're they're coming around. Uh, they're, they're making it more advantageous for the owners and trainers uh, to uh, be running their horses and not, you know, uh, not not have to worry about making money, you know, just worry about winning. And, um, and they they made it very very good for the for the trainers and owners now, and so we're excited about that. It gets you goals to shoot for, and that's the toughest part in the breeders or in the thoroughbred industry, is when you get a horse, no matter what level he's at, uh, whether it's a claiming race or or you know an allowance or stake or you know what have you, you got to point your horses towards races, and, and you really don't know. Like real strike that won the Derby, when when that horse hit the ground. And they started training him. Trainers, the, the trainers didn't know what they had. They thought they had a $30,000 claiming race, and that's what he he started out running in. And he wasn't winning them. He, he went a few here, you know, here and there. But, he, you know, he was running cheap races. And then all of a sudden, you know, they take him up to Turfway. He gets enough points to get into the Derby by scoring one race. And next thing you know, it's history. And that's the way it is in this business. And that very rarely happens. That very rarely happens. And the owners and trainers, you know, they know that, uh, that that very rarely happens. But now, you see, you're into a big uh, big thing now. Uh, when in your end, you know, what what do you do? If, let's say he goes to the Belmont and, um, you know, he, he uh, uh, wins or, you know, he runs up the track. And everything, you know, the the owner's got to be thinking when in your end for the for the Breeders' Cup, because I think he he could be that type of a, a horse. You know, you're looking at uh, him, him going into something like that. Uh, he could go into the Dirt Mile. He could go into the Classic. But you know, then now you got to bring him along. So the trainer and the owner's going to have to sit down and say, okay, you know, uh, that list that we just read off. You know, where are we going to take him to get a win in your end? Because he's the kind of horse. That, that doesn't have to race all the time. He's the kind of horse that could run three, four, five times a year and make a lot of money. That's the kind of horse he is. He, he doesn't do well, you know, he, he, he doesn't do, um, come back off of uh, running a race real quick. You know, it's four, five, six weeks for him. And so now that's where it's interesting for him, you know, to do what he's going to be doing. And so, you know, we'll just have to see, what, you know, what happens with him, uh, you know, on this thing. And and so after the Belmont on Saturday, gives you another thing to look at. Start following, you know, following, see where he's going, what he's going to do. Uh, you know, those are the things that, uh, you know, that, that are exciting about our business, you know, that we have here. And so um, and that's something to put down on your notepad uh, on the 11th, uh, you know, watch uh, – what you see what happens to, uh, you know, uh, Rich Strike, you know, in the Belmont. See where he goes from that point on and following and everything. But, you know, all the tracks have really made it kind of easy uh, for everybody here in our business, uh, you know, now to, to start making money. For example, um, you know, this is getting a little away from the Breeders' Cup, but, you know, uh, it, we pretty much said all we could about the uh, – Breeders' Cup went in your end and gave you the schedule that you can see on INTV.org. It says, uh, you know, that uh, there's a lot to be said for, for the thoroughbred industry. Uh, for example, Kentucky Downs to offer 17 stakes races, $150,000. Now, take, now, take into consideration, this is $150,000 for maiden races. That's horses that have never run or never won, and it's $150,000 in purse money going up to um, for these horses, uh, you know, that are made, uh, that are two, three-year-olds and up. 
Uh, Kentucky Downs will offer record purses again, including the 2022 uh, season, including $10.7 million uh, applied to 17 stake races uh, when the track opens ra- uh, racing early in September. Due to the schedule, it's a $400,000 gunrunner stakes for three-year-olds at a mile. Uh, now, these all these races are all on the, on the grass at a mile. Uh, closing day is September 14th. Nominate your horse to it. Additional track, uh, additionally, the track announced uh, Kentucky bred horses will compete in the richest maiden races in the world during the seventh seven day meet. Maiden races will be contested for $150,000 and allowance races will be climbed, uh, above that threshold with the second level runners competing for $170,000. In, um, if they are uh, uh, Kentucky bred, so that that's just phenomenal amount of money that you know you're there. You could, you could have a horse that's never run before and breaks his maiden on his first time out of Kentucky Downs, and you know you're looking at seventy five thousand dollars to the winner. It's not bad to start off a horse racer's career, you know, with it. Starters and starters finishing sixth through last at Kentucky Downs non stakes. We'll see, we'll receive a thousand dollars each in acknowledgement of owner's costs associated with running, uh, running the horses. So in other words, when you go to Kentucky Downs, no matter what happens, when lose or draw, where your horse finishes at, you're going to get at least a thousand dollar check from Kentucky Downs to help offset the cost of getting your horses there. Uh, fueled by historical racing and gaming purses, have skyrocketed at Kentucky Downs over the past decade. Picking up an extra date over the 2021, Kentucky Downs um, all-grass meet runs September 1st, 3rd, 4th, 8th, 10th, 11th, and 14th. Um, and so, you know, it's going to be uh, interesting to see. It's, um, it's uh, 5 sixteenths of a mile kidney-shaped uh, course. Uh, it's a, Well, it's actually, it's a mile and 5 sixteenths. And it's like kidney shape. It's an European style track. And so that, that's, you know, that looks good. Um, given the immense popularity of the maiden races with uh, an extra day, we've expanded our opportunities to compete for the most lucrative purses in the world. Said, uh, Ted Nicholson, Kentucky Downs Vice President for Racing. Winning the, winning, uh, maiden, uh, race at Kentucky Downs is like hitting a home run to start the ball game. There's nothing better than having runs on the broad uh, right right away. In some instances, an owner can be out on the horse uh, very early on. In other words, you know, you, you could come to Kentucky Downs and you could race race there and literally, you know, uh, have the horse paid for, uh, you know, right off the bat. You know, which which is going to be interesting. You know, to see how many of these horses get here. And the other thing that I've got. Um, in mind is how many horses will be coming over from Europe to race here. I think that's going to um, put an incentive out there to uh, get a lot of horses uh, from outside this country, you know, to get in here, get them over the grass, you know, prior to, um, you know, to the uh, uh, Breeders' Cup that's coming up. Because, you know, if you're a win and you're in in, uh, in Europe and, you know, uh, you, and most of those races are on the turf there, you know, coming to uh, – uh, you know, to Kentucky Downs would be a natural for it, uh, you know, to see. Uh, the meet features a trio of $1 million races with a mile-and-a-half uh, Kentucky turf and the six-furlong fan duel turf sprint, uh, part of the Breeders' Cup Challenge Series. Uh, the first place finisher in those uh, winning your end um, races again will get their fee paid to corresponding Breeders' Cup on November 5th at Kingwood. Uh, the Windstar Mint Million, uh, Three, uh, million, September 3rd will be one, worth $1 million for the second year. Each of the million dollar state purses include $150,000 thoroughbred development fund supplement. Uh, the newly graded, um, uh, race big ass fan duels, uh, dueling grounds derby will be September 4th, uh, and the $500,000 AGS, uh, Kentucky Downs Ladies Marathon, September 11th. Uh, have been awarded grades, graded status for 2022 among eight graded stakes races at the track this year in, at uh, Kentucky Downs. And we're going to run through here these real quick, and it's just not, not a lot of stake races here. 
not like it was for the Breeders' Cup, you know. Um, date September 1st, we have um, the $400,000 Tappet Stakes, a mile on the turf. We have September 3rd, the Juvenile and the $500,000 Juvenile for two-year-olds, a mile on the turf. We have the September 3rd uh, Juvenile, uh, $500,000 Juvenile for two-year-olds, a mile on the turf. We have the September 3rd, the $1 million race um, for three-year-olds and up, a mile on the turf. We have the Dueling Grounds Derby, September 4th, for three-year-olds only, a mile and five-sixteenths on the turf. That's 750000 added there. We have the Dueling Grounds uh, Oaks um, for three-year-old fillies. It's a mile and five-sixteenths on the turf. Um, that's uh, 500000 uh, the juvenile sprints going six and a half furlongs for two year olds, 500,000. Uh, we have a million dollar turf sprint for two and, uh, for, uh, for the, um, three year old division, six furlongs on the turf, uh, uh, two and three year olds. Um, we have the Franklin Simpson, um, with stage race, $600,000. Uh, have two races there, two year, uh, uh, 600,000 each on six and a half furlongs on the turf. We have, um, the Million Dollars Lady Turf um, on September 10th, a mile on the turf. We have the Million Dollar Kentucky Downs Turf Cup, um, a mile and a half on the turf, $600,000 Lady Sprint uh, on the turf. Uh, we have the uh, $500,000 and $550,000 Ladies Marathon on the, on the turf. All these are on the turf. $500,000 Untappable, two-year-old fillies. Six and a half for once a five hundred thousand dollar Music City, three year old um, Phillies, uh, six and a half for once. So it just goes to show you, you know, that we've got a lot of things, you know, that are going on in the business here, and a lot of re- incentives for these owners to get back into everything. Uh, so we're kind of excited about that, you know, that what we're having here in, in our business, and you know, it's not not just just not in Kentucky, um, you know, it's everywhere. And one of the things that I like about it is, is that uh, this is carried over into the standard bread racing. Uh, the standard bread racing in Oak Grove, it's a new track in Kentucky. They're packing the windows there. It's just unbelievable on what they're doing and how they're doing it. We had a lot of people that left Sunshine Medals that usually go to the Meadowlands and, you know, um, uh, up to uh, uh, Scioto uh, and Vernon Downs. And, and where are they at? They're, they're right now, they're in Kentucky. And uh, they're at Bernard Downs, and they're really enjoying the race, and they're winning races. Uh, you know, the competition's good. The track's good. It's new. Uh, they're working with the horse, and, that, and that's what it's all about. And so finally, finally, the, the, the racetracks and the industry have realized, and what I've been seeing here uh, for a lot of years now, it's International Equine Network. It's about distribution. That's what it's about. It's about distribution. It's just not about NBC and ABC and NBC and, and Fox and ESPN anymore. It's about the new age of electronics. Whether you're on an iPhone, uh, you, you can be on a regular old-fashioned radio uh, out in your barn, and you can get um, AM and FM programming on horse racing. Um, you can come onto the Internet and go to like intv.org. And you can get uh, navigate all the way around to all breeds, all all uh, um, all over the world, and, that, and that's what it's all about. They finally woke up and said, "Hey, it's about distribution." And the more we get our product out there, the better off we do. And it's starting to prove out. The more distribution you get, the better for the off-track betting. The better the better for the online gambling, and, and that's bringing uh, and that's bringing a lot of people, you know, dollar-wise into the racing. And the other thing is, with all the different distribution of information on the equine industry, a lot more people are coming to the racetrack. They're all coming to the racetrack. They go and take the morning tours into barns and go see the horses work out, and then they go have lunch, you know, in the clubhouse at the track. Or they go uh, to the morning uh, uh, workouts, you know, at, at the tracks, you know, and then they take the farm tours. Uh, they do the same thing with the show horse industry. Uh, you can go out and watch the horses, uh, you know, train for uh, show jumping, and, and you can do all those things. Shoot, you can come out here and see me every morning. You can come out here and see me every morning at uh, Sunshine Models Equestrian Village, and you can come out here and see um, 
see the horses train for uh, FAU train uh, for horses, uh, their horses, and I'll take you uh, around the farm and you can see what they're doing. Then in the wintertime, if you come down, I'll take you over to Palm Beach Downs. Over Palm Beach Downs, that's where Todd Pletcher keeps 126 of his horses at the train uh, all year long that you see in the Derby, the Preakness, and the Belmont. And also, you know, just think about it. Uh, you know, what all's going on? Uh, this, uh, this is the end of my show. Uh, I know, uh, you guys have probably clicked me off. See, you, you, you click, you can click me off at any time. I don't know when to click me off. You know, that, that's, uh, that's what I don't do. But, um, nevertheless, we appreciate having any of the listeners out there, uh, that we had. Thank you for listening. Um, this is Scott Miller from the International Equine Network. Uh, we had a good report this week and look forward to hearing from you next week. Thank you.